0: friends it seems that bad stuff grows quicker than good stuff to put it in a little more sophisticated fashion that evil multiplies faster than goodness that vice grows quicker than virtue that selfishness develops quicker than generous love. That's kind of a downer start for the homily. But I want to take you on a tour of my last three months of stream of consciousness to make the case that that's true, but of course always in light of ending with the good news that we hear from our readings. The first thing was the virus itself, this sort of microscopic parasite, it's virtually undetectable, and spreads so freely, quickly. And then the goodness of the therapies or the vaccine or whatever is needed to combat that develops so slowly. Bad stuff grows quicker than good stuff. And then I started watching Ozark. How many, raise your hand if you've seen Ozark on Netflix. Don't be embarrassed, all right. Uh, I don't recommend it morally, generally speaking. I'm on live stream here, so I don't want to. But I had not seen the first two seasons, so I had to binge watch all three uh, seasons. But there you see, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but if you want to watch it, though again, I don't morally recommend it. Uh, <laughs> What you see is a normal family. Uh, Could be my family. Who through a series of initially kind of, I'd say small choices made for self-interest, promote the family, quickly snowballs. And then Marty and Wendy Bird have to do bigger things to get out of that mess. And then bigger things to get out of that mess. And it snowballs them into a life of of lying, of theft, of even murder, all because sin multiplies quickly. Ozark took me back to Breaking Bad. How many have seen Breaking Bad? All right. I was in seminary when Breaking Bad was a big thing, and I didn't have a TV for five years, so I was like a monk in there. So, everyone was like, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. I never saw it, so I had to binge watch that. Somebody was like, You watched Ozark, you have to watch. And Breaking Bad, again, not a similar story. Walter White, he could be my dad, just a normal dude, looking out for his family, sincere motivations, but starts on a path that quickly falls headlong down a cliff. And the Walter White toward the end of Breaking Bad would not even be recognizable. the man you meet in season one, episode one. Bad stuff grows quicker than good stuff. Then I started gardening in the spring. And if you garden, you know that weeds grow much faster (laughs) than flowers or vegetables. And last weekend, in the course of like 12 hours, these mushrooms took over my garden. Try so to read all this stuff about what that means about your soil and all this stuff, but it was amazing how how quickly weeds and, and mushrooms take over, and you have to wait for months to see any good fruit from these plants. Bad stuff grows quicker than good stuff. Finally, I was recently thinking about uh, race relations and how. The long, arduous march toward racial equality in this country has been precisely that. Long and arduous and hard. From slavery through Jim Crow and now to continual work in that area. That is a long journey. Contrast that with how easy it is for us to go down the path of the moral deterioration of prejudice and of thinking of certain people as less than others. How easy that is. Bad stuff seems to grow quicker than good stuff. Our readings today give us kind of the why of that, but they give us the good news, so they give us the diagnosis, but they give us the medicine too. The diagnosis is that we have something wrong internally, and we have something wrong externally. Our second reading talks about what's wrong internally. We call it the doctrine of original sin. This text from Romans 5 in, in uh, St. Paul says that we've inherited some kind of moral proclivity or inclination or tendency to choose vice over virtue, to choose selfishness over generosity, to choose evil over goodness, that it's Internally, we're disordered, we're dysfunctional. We don't hold as Catholics, as some others hold, the notion of total depravity. No, we are created good in our being, but we were created in the image and likeness of God, but we have inherited from our first parents this inclination, call it original sin, this proclivity to see vice as easier than virtue and more attractive than virtue at times, to see evil as more attractive and easier than goodness at times. And to see selfishness as easier and more attractive than generous love. That's the internal problem. The external problem is the world kind of stinks too. And is disordered. And we sometimes choose what's easier just as a respite from the world. All right, so in, in the first reading, Jeremiah is dealing with this for the Israelites. The Israelites are falling apart. The Assyrians are about to conquer. The whole world's tumbling, and they're trying to figure out, like, I try to do all the right things, and it, everything seems to be caving in on me. Everything seems to be bad. Even my friends are looking out for every mistake I make, every misstep of mine. Everybody's watching, right? Do we feel that right now? or right? Everybody's watching. Everything's caving in. And when you feel like that, sometimes we just choose what's easiest. We choose what's immediately gratifying. We choose what's immediately appetizing. Even though we know it's not best for us, but at least it gives us a break from the world. And so the diagnosis of why vice seems easier than virtue is that we have an internal problem And that we sometimes give in to the pressures of the external problem. But, but, there is a remedy. There is a remedy. It's the grace of Jesus. That we don't have to walk up the mountain of virtue and goodness and of of generous self-love alone. He carries us. And that if we tap into and channel the grace of Jesus, we can overcome this. That in the final analysis, goodness, will, wants to win over evil. Redemption always is stronger. As Paul says at the end of the second reading, grace is stronger than evil. How much more, if we feel that temptation to, to vice and to evil and to selfishness, how much more does God want for us? Generosity and virtue and goodness and holiness. And see, God sees that. He sees every part of us. That's the story of the gospel. That nothing is outside the scope of God's gaze. Nothing. Right? He even says that he has all the numbers of, of hair on our head counter, which is, you know, scary for some of us. I feel like if you have less hair, God loves you a little less. And I don't know what I think of that. The point, of course, is nothing is outside God's purview. Right? He knows our struggles. He knows that vice seems more attractive to us than virtue, and that's precisely why he gave us his own life in order to strengthen us and to give us the power to be able to climb that mountain. All right, if you've ever gone skiing, you know that going down the hill is much quicker than going up the hill. In fact, it's one of the frustrating things of skiing. You take this really long ride, Right? Up the, up the thing. And then you go down it in like a minute and a half. And you're like, was well, that worth it? Eh, I guess we'll go up again. Because things go downhill a lot quicker than they go uphill. Right? That's a, I think a realistic take on the nature of ourselves and the world. It's what I learned from COVID and from Ozark and from Breaking Bad and from my vegetable garden and from race. But, the good news, always for us as Christian people, is that redemption is stronger, that grace is stronger. Talk to anyone that's overcome an addiction. There is nothing more satisfying than climbing that mountain successfully. Nothing more satisfying than that compared to anything that you experienced on the the downward trajectory. So friends, it does appear. It does appear. Advice is easier than virtue. Selfishness is easier than goodness. Evil is easier than than goodness and love. But it's not worth it. The adventure up the mountain of goodness and virtue and generous love is much greater, fulfills who we are than anything we can experience falling down the mountain. So friends, with the grace of Jesus, let's climb that mountain and let's continue to climb that mountain together.